You're listening to the Eastside Church Sermon Podcast Series. We are a United Methodist congregation in East Atlanta Village. We seek to be creative, historic, inclusive, and justice-oriented. We are thrilled that you found our podcast, and if you'd like to learn more about our community, visit our website at eastsideatl.org. Amen, amen, amen. And so in these moments, we thank God for, for all of the ways that God is moving, all of the ways that God is giving as we give. Um, let us keep in mind, you say, okay, how is God giving as we give? God is giving by the fact that God is prompting all of us to show up. God is prompting all of us to hear God call us into this space. God is prompting us to find different ways we can bring light into other people's lives. God is giving through the way that God says, show up and pray with someone, show up and be with someone, show up and just simply have coffee or lunch or dinner with someone. God is giving in the ways that God simply says, be still for a moment when you say, hello, how are you doing? Actually, pause and wait. Y'all never notice how, hello, how are you doing? Almost just seems like saying, um, what's up? And you just kind of keep moving. You know, especially in the South, because there are these, you know, pleasantries that we have. There are ways that you, you got to ask everybody, how you doing? But how does it feel when we stop and listen to see what God wants to give us in that moment? As God gives us connection, as God gives us unity, as God gives us moments of wonder and surprise where we actually might have these encounters that may seem like chance encounters or that seem like moments of serendipity, you know, those moments of destiny where it seems that God is peeking in. And we ask ourselves this four-word question. You have, ever have an encounter and you ask yourself after the encounter, well, what does this mean? What, what, what does this conversation mean? What does this interaction mean? What does this moment that seemed to just pop around the corner and it was either just what I needed or it was just enough to stir me up and say, okay, God, what do I really need? or was just enough to say, okay, God, I know I was fussing at you a minute ago, but it seems like you're listening, and it seems like you hear me. What does this mean? Let us turn our hearts and our minds back to the text, and we're gonna hear a little bit of a repeat, an echo. I won't reread all of the text from Acts in the second chapter but I'll just reread verses 6 through 12 because that is where we're going to ground this part of our worship together. Let us hear these words from Acts, the second chapter, 6 through 12. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, look, Aren't all the people who are speaking 
Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? All right, so here we go. Karina, I'm going to say it with confidence. <laughs> Parthians, Medes, Elamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. <laughs> Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the regions of Libya, bordering Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lord God, we thank you as we pray in this moment. Thank you for those serving in our AV team. Thank you for those serving in our kids collective. Thank you for those who greeted, ones who walked in the door this morning. Thank you, God, for those who, who prepared our communion, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the living waters that we shall use to baptize Jasmine in just a few moments, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the hands that needed the bread. Thank you, Lord God, for, for the pass that it took for, for, for the wine, the juice to end up in the cup, Lord God. Thank you for those who are ministering, Lord, through visual arts right now. Thank you for those who are singing and strumming and tapping in cadence, who are using bow and string to make melodies unto you. Thank you, God, for those who have prayed for someone in this sanctuary. Thank you for those who are watching online. Thank you, God, for those who have gathered here to wrestle with the question, what does this mean? Illuminate our hearts and minds. Open our eyes to the wonders of your word that your spirit might flow through us in ways that we are praying for and in ways that astound us and surprise us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. As our music team navigates to their seats, Again, I ask you to let their movement help you think about all of the folks who are moving to Jerusalem, who were making their journeys. And imagine this place, this place as our metaphorical Jerusalem today, to where all of us have come because we have been drawn by the Spirit into this space. We've been drawn by the Spirit into this space and just like those who gathered over 2,000 years ago, there are sounds. There are sounds that we hear. There are sounds. Christian, could you do me a favor? Open that door just a little bit more. Christian didn't know he was, you know, he walked in and walked out, didn't know he was about to be a part of this. Hear the sounds. The sounds of vehicles 
whizzing by and the wind that accompanies them. Hear the sounds. The sounds of someone journeying from point A to point B. And sometimes we don't know what their journey might entail. Thank you, Christian. Sometimes we hear the sound of sirens whizzing by on Sunday mornings. Sometimes we hear the voices of people engaged in what a friend of mine likes to call intense fellowship. <laughs> and, you can, and you can take that and interpret it however you need to. Sometimes we hear the sound of children laughing. Sometimes we simply hear the sounds of people just trying to get to where they're trying to get to. Ah, the sound. We hear the sound of those walking into the sanctuary, just seeking a bit of peace, seeking a bit of understanding, seeking a bit of solace. Just like over 2,000 years ago, there were people journeying to Jerusalem, seeking something, something. And that something often entails encounters, experiences with God. But our text tells us today that the sound of a mighty rushing wind had come upon Jerusalem. And at the hearing of that sound, a landmark change occurred. This landmark change was one that would be a portal through which the gift of the presence of God touching earth would continue calling into existence what we now know as the church the ecclesia, the called out assembly, the called out people of God, calling that people into being in ways that would be passed down through the centuries onto us. The prophet Jeremiah had spoken many years earlier that the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law with them, within them. I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God. They shall be my people for they shall all know me from the least to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Or maybe you need to hear it from the prophet Joel. Maybe you like the way Joel says it a little better than the way Jeremiah said it. Because Joel also stated that after that, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your children will prophesy. Your old will dream dreams and your young will see visions. Or maybe Joel is not your cup of tea. Maybe you needed to hear it from the Lord himself. If you needed to hear it from the Lord himself, let's look at John 7, verses 38 through 39. It states that Jesus himself also said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. But now we land in the text. 
And 10 days earlier, Jesus had been glorified. So now, now 50 days after the first day of Passover, 10 days after Jesus' ascension into heaven, the time had come and the world would never again be the same. The time had come and the world would, would never again be the same. Heaven touched earth as the spirit fell upon human tongues. Heaven touched earth as the spirit fell upon human tongues. Y'all can see I'm getting a little excited, knocking my mic around here. People who did not know each other's languages, as Karina and I both tried to read through with confidence, <laughs> heard one another and understood one another in their native tongues. There's something miraculous going on here. I mean, imagine it. Imagine us in the room with others whose native tongues we might not know, but they speak in their tongue and we hear it in our tongue and then we understand what is being said. Imagine the miraculous way God is, is moving in this moment, using what oftentimes shows up as a barrier for us that seems even more of a barrier than the visible marks of ethnicity or the visible marks of gender or the visible marks of, of, of sometimes socioeconomic status. All of those labels that we can easily see, but we can always navigate around, but when we don't understand the language somebody's speaking, that seems to be the impossible one to navigate immediately unless we have that translator who can help us transcend that moment of not being able to understand, but God steps in as divine translator in this moment and helps people understand one another across the barrier of language. People from different nations were gathered together and collectively experienced a miracle. They experienced transformation. They experienced the glory of God filling their beings in ways that they were taught were only for the holiest of holy people. Experiencing God's spirit in a way where God's spirit was touching all people in the holiest of holy ways. And the crowd, someone in the crowd, some voice in the crowd, and you know there's always some voice that utters this question, right? All the stuff is going on. People feeling like however they're feeling. Some people feeling that moment of revelation. Some people feel like destiny is meeting in that moment. Some people a little confused, but still tuning in and listening. Some people just feeling like, oh, I showed up at the right place at the right time. I don't fully understand it. But then somebody, and you don't have to raise your hand if you're that somebody, ask the question, well, what does this mean? And, and y'all know that, that what does this mean can have so many different iterations, right? I mean, because it can be asked in a tone that says, well, wow, what does this mean? I mean, it can be asked with the tone of expectation or, oh, wow, what does this mean? It can be asked with that tone of, of, of amazing curiosity or 
Or, who are my, who are my cynical, what does this mean, people? <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Like, and this is, this is funny. All the time when I do the pop quizzes, normally the hands shoot up. I don't know why today my cynical folks are not acting like they don't want to raise their hand. So, okay, there, there we go. There we go. But see, we need sometimes also those cynical ass of what does this mean? Because I just believe that, that God is accepting all the questions and says, okay, since you asked, let me show you. Since you asked, I'll tell you. And so in this moment, someone asked the question, what does this mean? And I'd like us to kind of throttle it down to walk through what it might mean. And I do use the word might, and I don't use it lightly. Because today I'm submitting to you a rendering of what it might mean that really and truly best fits as the one who has been given the task of helping us walk through the hermeneutics and the interpretation of this moment. I just I simply present what it might mean now. But I'm also... I also try to sit in the space to say that you might read this text a couple of days from now, and there might be other understandings of what it means that evolve to you a couple of days from now. I might read this same text a couple of weeks from now, and there might be other understandings where I find myself saying, man, I wish I had shared that. But the Spirit might simply say to me, well, that wasn't for you to share then. Just receive what you need to receive now and try to live into it. So all I'm saying is, let's not ask this question, what does it mean, looking for the didactic answer. Let's ask the question, what does it mean with a mind ready to discover and explore? And so, everybody saw all the stuff that was happening. All of these people from all of these places gathered together, understanding one another in this miraculous moment and somebody in the crowd said, what does this mean? So Pentecost can be seen as both a grand invocation and evocation. If you all remember last week, I asserted that invocation, of course, is when we are asking God to show up. Invocation is when we realize that God was already there when we walked into the room. And so it's an invocation in the sense that there I believe we can, we can assert together that there were those who were there who were asking, Lord, will you come into our presence? Lord, will you make us whole? Lord, will you, will you help us understand with all of this stuff about your death and your, and your resurrection? And for those who saw the ascension, can you help us understand what this means? Lord, show yourself strong. So in that sense, it is an invocation. 
But on the other hand, it is simultaneously an evocation because the Spirit of the Lord was already there alive in some of the folks who were walking amidst all of the folk. And the Spirit of the Lord, I, I believe we can even assert because God is omnipresent, was already there percolating, waiting to be recognized. And, 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 and the Spirit of the Lord was there saying, I am Emmanuel. I am God with you. And I am about to make myself known. I will show you that I am with you, have been with you, and will be with you now and forevermore. Pentecost, some call it the day that the church as we have come to know it was born. People of all backgrounds, Jews of all backgrounds, Gentiles gathered, gathered in the same place at the same time and touched by God in the same way. They were touched by God in a way where the Spirit of God touched their hearts and enabled many of those gathered to declare that Jesus is Lord. The Spirit of God entered into their hearts and enfolded them to help them see that they should see one another as divine family. The Spirit of God collectively shifted their consciousness and empowered themselves to see one another of children, as children of God and, and, and whom children of God whom they should honor as precious and sacred and a gift to the world because God gave us all as gifts to the world. And this premise... This very premise is repeated every time the Holy Spirit takes any of the labels that we create to separate ourselves from one another and takes the words of that label, erases the words of that label, and rewrites it with words like child of God. Rewrites it with words like blessed of God. Rewrites it with words like redeemed of God. Rewrites it with words like saved by God. Rewrites it with words like lifted by God. Rewrites it with words like transformed by God. Rewrites it with words like made free by God. Rewrites it with words like restored by God and helps us all to see how the Spirit of God enfolds us and wraps us and enmeshes us in the love of God, the grace of God, the tender mercies of God, the prophecies of God, the healing of God, and salvation and deliverance that can come only from God. For when we confess Jesus as Savior and Lord, like it says the number on that day was 3,000 that made this confession and that's the kind of preaching math I like because I'm sure it's probably more than 3,000. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. When we confess Jesus as Savior and Lord, the Holy Spirit enfolds us in the peace of God and the family of God that we might walk anew as those restored to the image and likeness of God. And as such, in the midst of that restoration, our hunger and our thirst for righteousness is filled. Our hunger and our thirst for community is filled. 
Our hunger and our thirst for healing is filled. Our hunger and our thirst for a deepened and authentic relationship with God where we receive the gift of uncommon partnership with others coming together to do kingdom of God work is filled. You see, every time we talk about the expansion of the pantry, every time we talk about that, what what we're talking about is how we receive the gift of amazing things possibly happening with uncommon partners so that the kingdom of God might manifest, so that the kingdom of God might manifest. And folks who have a hard time simply getting a meal can all of a sudden find that hard time lessened and turned into a soft landing spot with soft and compassionate hearts who say that I I am willing to show up and be God's hands and feet in this moment so that you can know that God loves you. And what I ask is that we dream even bigger and bolder dreams regarding the pantry. We dream bigger and bolder dreams. What would happen if we just allowed God to stretch our hearts and minds to say, to help us see the abundance and provision that's there. You say, God, show us. Show us how, you know, we hear that, that prayer of Jabez where folks say, enlarge my territory. What if we kind of tweaked that and said, God, enlarge your territory through us. God, enlarge your territory through us so that some folks who thought they were not thought about will see that they've been thought about the whole time. And imagine, imagine the testimony that everybody in this room would share when you share with folks, yeah, we have been praying for these moments for a long time. And we're thankful that God moved and God expanded God's territory so that these moments could happen. But that can happen with every single aspect of this this amazing ministry more children can be reached. More families can be reached. More people can find this ministry as a safe haven where healing occurs and where community is rediscovered. More people can have divine encounters where the Spirit of God begins to quicken their hearts and quicken their minds and they remember, they remember, they remember that they are children of God who have been remembered back into the family of God. What would happen if we were to say, not God enlarge our territory, but God enlarge your territory through us? Through this kind of kingdom of God work, Barrier after barrier that divides us is broken. And as the barriers are broken, God brings forth a vision of divine community. And in this community, wholeness and healing become commonplace. 
and this community, the miracle of broken families being reunited and restored becomes our testimony. In this community, the resources and care that help people find peace of mind amidst emotional and, and, and mental struggles become manifest, and new visions for how children of God can show up as light for a world that needs God becomes not only the, the songs we sing and the stories we tell, but it becomes the faith we embody and the lives we live. So today, as we reflect on Pentecost, if someone asks us about Pentecost, and if they ask us the question, what does this mean? I encourage us to and here's the part where I need you to remember what I said earlier. What I said earlier was not a disclaimer about not answering that question in a didactic fashion, but let us receive that question with discovery in our hearts and our minds. Let us receive this question knowing that the answer to this question can evolve. So, so if someone asks us, what does this mean? What does Pentecost mean? Tell them that it means that God hears our prayers and God is meeting us right where we are. Tell them that it means that, if, that, that we hear God and we are meeting one another right where God is. Tell them that it means that love is not a platitude, but it's how we show up for each other. Tell them that it means that grace is not a hypothetical, but it is the reality of how God blesses us and then uses us to bless others. If someone asks you, what does Pentecost mean? Tell them that it means that God's goodness and mercy are not just beautiful ideals that we read about in scripture, but they are the living waters that flow through our souls. They are the living waters that come through our words. They are the living waters that come through our prayers. They are the living waters that come through how we embrace each other as we embody being children of God who have been transformed by goodness and mercy. And that's how we begin to understand and, and know that worshiping God and loving God and, and serving God's people is part of why we are here. And finally, as we reflect on Pentecost, if someone asks the question, what does this mean? Tell them that it means that God loves you so much that God, that God shows up right where you are with the, with the desire to pour God's own spirit into your entire being that you might know Jesus as Savior and Lord, that you might know God as your creator and sustainer, that you might know yourself as a child of God who knows that every moment of your life Every breath that you are breathing is a sacred reminder that on the day of Pentecost, a mighty rushing wind touched the earth to remind us that we all are made in the image and likeness of God. We are so precious that, that to God that, that we had to be 
be redeemed. We are testimonies of how God's goodness and mercy transforms any and everyone. We are testimonies of, 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 of how there is divine light, of how there is divine purpose that resides in every single human being. And this gift, this gift of life in Christ enfolds us in love, enfolds us in salvation, enfolds all of us in redemption that empowers us to tell the story of what the gift of Pentecost means. For it means that God is calling us to experience the gift of being divine family, reborn through the power of God's love, revived through the power of God's spirit, and reclaimed through the gift of God's grace that we might experience grace with every breath that we breathe. And so when they ask the question, what does this mean? Tell them that being transformed, being uplifted, being redeemed, receiving the gift of salvation through God's love, that is what this means. And family, this is the word of God for the people of God. And once again, I say to you, thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Good morning. If we haven't met, my name is Karina, and I'm on staff here at Eastside, and it is a joy to get to be uh, the liturgist this morning to bring the prayers of the people forth. So friends, as we dive into our prayers together, There'll be moments where I will say, Lord, in your mercy, and you may respond with, um, hear her prayer. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Let us invite the divine spirit to blow through our lives and in our world as we lift our needs in prayer. We pray, divine spirit, for all who have lost faith in themselves and others, and especially in you. May spirit renew and inspire them again. We pray, Divine Spirit, for all who have lost their hope and what life can become for themselves and for all people. May we continue to encourage and challenge one another again. We pray, Divine Spirit, for all who have lost their ability to love freely and recklessly. May Spirit comfort and soften them again. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, we pray and we lift up Pastor T, Nicole, Simeon, and Naya today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you continue to guide their steps as they prepare for this transition. We pray for the surgeons who will be working on Pastor's T knee, for the rehab team that will be there to help him stand up again. We pray that this summertime may be restful, rejuvenating, and filled with discernment as Pastor T continues on his journey of vocational ministry. God, we give thanks for our shared time together. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Spirit, on this day of Pentecost, we celebrate the birth of the church. 
We acknowledge the beauty of differences, O oh God, and on this day we remember that the church is in fact made up of all of us, made up of folks that come from different places, folks of different nationalities, ethnicities, sexual orientations, gender identities, and family structures. God, we praise you for your marvelous works, for they are made known by the people that we share these pews with. And God, to borrow Pastor T's words that he said today, we pray bigger and louder dreams, oh God, of what your church may look like. May we continue in stretching those boundaries. May Eastside Church be a safe haven to all who have felt intentionally left out or told that who they are is not you, God. May we look at one another in the eye and call out the Imago Dei in each other. Lord, in your mercy. God, we now move into a moment of confession, divine mystery. Your breath fills the universe and makes it alive again. We praise you, divine life, for the gift of the spirit. Your love blows through all of creation and makes us one. And we praise you, divine lover, for the gift of spirit. Your presence fills every corner. Your voice fills every silence and your heartbeat lives within every single living thing. We praise you, divine presence, for the gift of the spirit, but we have failed to value the life of other people, other creatures in the world in which you have given us to be our, our home. Forgive us, divine love. In life, we have failed to recognize the connectedness of all things and have brought pain through division and exclusion. Forgive us, for we have denied your presence and ignored your voice and forgotten your love for us in all that you've made. In this moment, I'll invite you into a Moment of silent for confession for yourself. Holy and mysterious God, we recognize the ways that we have brought pain to you, to others, and to ourselves. And for Christ's sake, we ask you to breathe new life into us. Wash us clean and ignite the fire of love in our hearts again. Now for our words of confession. Hear the good news. Christ died for us when we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love for us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Divine Spirit, fill the world with your peace, fill communities of faith with your purpose, and fill us with your power for the sake of your reign. Amen. Friends, I now invite us to pass the peace amongst ourselves, and if you're online, you can do so in the YouTube comments. Peace be with you. And so in the spirit of benediction, um, and in the spirit of God moving, I want to thank everyone. Um, these Sundays have always been amazing. Thanking the AV team, and the music team. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise for both of them? Um, you know, there, there's always a, a, a favorite thanks um, that I always love to extend. And I think a lot of you all love to extend it too. We always want to thank those who serve in our kids collective. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? Um, yes, Abby and Angie. Where's Miss Angie? Where's Angie? It's been a blessing. Sarah, where's Sarah? What's Sarah? What's Sarah? Oh, Sarah. <laughs> it has been a blessing to see each of you bring to life or to reinvigorate um, our visual arts ministry. It's such a 
And I, and I guess the proper word to use is, is, is the iconography that is always important. It's important to tell the story through song, but it's also important to tell the story through images. Because, you know, a picture can be worth a thousand words and a picture can capture so much that allows us to wrestle with those questions of asking ourselves, well, what does this mean literally and figuratively for our lives? So I thank you all for that. I thank SPR, I thank Administrative Council. Um, I thank each of you in this space. I thank our justice ministry, our finance ministry, our trustees. That whole list has to go down. But as I thank all of those individuals and I thank you in this sanctuary and I thank those in our online community, um, I thank God. I thank God for the divine encounter of this past year. And I know, and I'm praising God in advance for all of the amazing things that God is going to do in each and every one of our lives. And so if we could stand in this moment of benediction, I want to also extend a couple of more words of thanks to our district superintendent, Reverend Dr. Byron Thomas, our former Bishop Sue Harper Johnson, who appointed me to this stop, and to our current Bishop, Bishop Robin Deese, who discerned my next stop and discerned Elaine Puckett's next stop here at Eastside. And so one other thing I, I, I want to thank all of you in advance for, and for those online, for those here, please, please hear these words and receive them. I thank you for the way that you're going to receive Elaine. I thank you for the open hearts and gracious hearts with which you will receive her ministry. And I'm just praying for nothing but amazing things to unfold as she comes in and provides the leadership that the Holy Spirit inspires. And so as we lift holy hands, Lord God, I thank you that you are here with us. I thank you, Lord, in this moment that invocation, us calling on you, has met with evocation, us showing that you, us, you showing us that you were already here to meet us. We thank you, God, that, that those two moments have coincided. And so, Lord, because we've called you and you've shown up and because you called us and we showed up, Lord, we ask that every day we're able to show the world what this means, that it means you love us, that it means you've redeemed us, that it means you have a plan for every human soul that walks this planet. So, Lord God, bless and protect us as we are part of that plan. Shine your face upon us as we remind others what it means to be the light of the world. Show us your favor and give us peace, Lord God, as we live as the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven manifest on this earth. Have your way in our worship. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our service and our praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you.
We hope that you've enjoyed this week's message and we look forward to connecting with you soon. If you'd like to experience our full church services, you can find them at youtube.com slash eastsidechurchatl. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Eastside, you can find our giving portal at our website, eastsideatl.org. Be well.